Hello and welcome to Wine, Spirit, and, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. I'm so excited for this episode because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, as a lot of you guys know, we have a Facebook group that, first off, props to all you guys because it is so supportive and so interactive. You guys are always posting stuff, sharing spells, sharing candles that you guys have done and different things and making friends with each other. And really that's what this is all about is to create like this really badass community of witches all over the country and in some cases the world, you know? Right. Exactly. I'm, I, I'm really pleased with it too. A lot of people contribute and share their experiences. I think it's a great site. Exactly. And so today's episode is actually all experiences from you guys it's been a while since we've done something like an ask Strega and stuff like that and so this one i put out a request and you guys came through so go straglets but before we get more into that monica what you drinking i got my baileys i got my baileys i really need my baileys tonight because my dog is me being manic so he's driving me crazy i need some alcoholic beverages all right so i'll probably drink the whole little bottle because <laughs> And that's just going to get you, like, lit. Because yeah, it usually it takes, like, a sip and you're already buzzing it, right? Yep, exactly. I'm drinking water. Oh, boy, that's a shift. shift. I, I just forgot to pick up a drink. But Ricky has a, a talk in over there, so... Um, you might be... Uh, I might be sips. brave and steal that from him, but I don't I don't know. He seems kind of serious about protecting his white claw tonight, so, oh boy. you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's not going to share. Oh, oh he, he is, is sharing. Thanks, babe. Oh, that's sweet. Aww. That is so sweet. Yeah, that's so sweet. I want to say just on on the subject of your Baileys, because I've I've said many times that you're old Greg because you know want to yeah. drink Baileys out of a shoe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not saying that with the right like uh, accent, but whatever. <clears throat> but um, Brooke um sent me a, a message because she heard that and she's like, oh my god, I know who old Greg is, and it made me so fucking excited that finally someone gets that reference. So if any of you guys out there watched the Mighty Bo the Mighty Boosh, and you know the episode with Old Greg, I want you guys to imagine Old Greg talking with Monica's voice, <laughs> and then I want you to post pictures of Old Greg in the Facebook group. Monica still won't get it, but it will make my heart very happy. Maybe someday I'll find out who he is. That would be a good thing. I mean, I think we showed you a video once. It's like this British sketch show, and so it's like even if I showed you that, you'd still be like. What? Yeah. But yeah. I feel like that's kind of like half of the show is you're just going, what? Oh, wow. You know, but anyway, you're, you're old Greg. It's awesome. You know, okay. you're like a, a sea monster with like, I think a tutu. He wears a tutu, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. cool. Um, so today's episode is Spooky Stories. Yay. And Erin Elizabeth, who is in our Facebook group, put this on, on, our, on our group saying like, can you guys share your stories? And so many people had such awesome stories that it really inspired me and I just I wanted to hear more because I love ghosts I love ghost stories I love being afraid I'm a weenie I'm afraid of everything I think I've talked on this show a lot about all the weird shit I'm afraid of but I love it and you guys fucking came through yes so I see yes so we're gonna read you guys your spooky stories and you've kind of had a spooky weird story right oh I have many but I think I've told them on there 
else already? No, you had one recently. Like you were like you saw like a. Oh, in the when I was videotaping the other night. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. That was really creepy. Can I'll you... save that to the end. Okay. All right. Let's get along with these stories though. Let's do Who it. Who is the first story? From. Our first story is from our friend Onyx in Mississippi. We have talked to her a couple times. And can I just say, I love her. Okay, Onyx, here's your story. Here it goes. Okay. This one is the reason that I shut down my energy ability years ago. Months after Hurricane Katrina, I was out on the beach with two of my friends. And... We were just goofing around and talking. Out of the corner of my eye, I can see the whitish figure, and I could feel it. I know that it was a mid-aged male, and it was just wandering around. My friends noticed that I was distracted and asked me what I was looking at. I told them I was seeing slash feeling the spirit. One friend could see him out of the corner of her eye, but could not feel him. The other friend could feel him, but could not see him. So I concentrated and gave them some of my energy, and they could see and feel him just as I did. He never came close to us, but I know he knew that we were there. After they got wigged out by it, I took my energy back, and we we left, and I brought them back to their houses. I felt fine and didn't have any problems from the experience. The next day was school, and when I got there, my two friends came running up to me. They both had nightmares about a burning house, and a bunch of different numbers. They both woke up with nosebleeds. They were scared as hell. These nightmares and nosebleeds lasted for a week straight for them. Wow. However, I didn't have them. After about a week, the nightmares finally faded and everything went back to normal. During that week, though, I was scared shitless and didn't know what to do. I didn't have anyone to turn to about it. What I did with my energy was a natural ability and didn't know what to make what to make it better or go away. The only thing that my friends and I could figure out that I was protected by my energy barrier shield that I always put up. Even though I told them to do the same, there wasn't they weren't strong enough, we guessed. We never figured out what the nightmare meant. We figured the spirit had deposited on the beach by the hurricane and he was just trying to figure his way around. Wow. Okay. Here's another story. My second whooper or whopper is growing up, I had a guardian angel that watched over me while I slept. I knew that it was my great-grandma Petri, I believe this, it said, which was my dad's grandmother. She passed away before I was born, and my dad was the apple of her eye. I didn't know what she looked like, and I couldn't see her face, but I knew that it was her, and she was there to keep me safe. On Mother's Day, I was talking to my grandma about how, how her and how much she missed her mother. I told that Grandma Petri watched over me. My grandma was skeptical and asked me how I knew it was her. I told her that I just knew that I could, can't see her face, but that that could see what she was wearing. She asked me what she was wearing, and I told her a long, beautiful white dress with beading with simple white shoes to match. She paled and said that she was buried in that dress and I, that I was describing. Ooh. She immediately started to cry. She knew without a doubt that her mama, who she loved very much, was watching over me and protecting me. For my smaller stories, I worked at a place called Josette's. They sold and rented costumes, formal wear, fabrics, dancewear, and several other things. Upstairs, we had a vintage area and a Mardi Gras train and collar area. Several decades before it became Josette's, it was bordered 
Borden's Milk Building. There had been at least one death there when it was Borden's. It was a little boy, and you could would see him running between the aisles, especially in the fabric area. He was mischievous and loved playing with our phone in our pockets, making it feel like it was vibrating. After the third or fourth time of checking out our phantom phone vibrations, we would hollering, okay, that's enough goofing around. We would then see him running down the aisle away from where we would be standing. The death that occurred under Mrs. Joette's ownership was Mr. Grady. I was told that he worked on the trains at a small work area right as as got to the stop of, of the stairs. One day he was just working on an alteration and passed away naturally. Any time that they tried to rearrange his work area, it would start knocking things off the racks, or you would see feathers being thrown about. As long as they left this area alone, he would stop throwing stuff around and would give us a problem. If you really pissed him off, he would flood his bathroom. This bathroom was never used by staff or customers, ever, so there was no way for it to be flooded by, by use. In the vintage area and in our areas where we had a replica Confederate uniforms, none of the staff would go by their by themselves. It was a rule that you always had to have two people when we go into this area, and we prayed that the lights wouldn't go out because you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. There was something lurking, and it felt awful. Whatever it was, it was a hostile energy. Sorry, these are so long-winded. I hope to hear them on all on all the podcasts, but I would completely understand if you couldn't. I hope you both stay safe with the pandemic coming back for another wave. I saw California is now number one in cases. The country that I live in here in um, Mississippi is the number one country county for cases. Talk to you soon, Onyx. That was good. That Those was good were stories. really good. Onyx, that is badass. Okay, so first of all, that reoccurring nightmare and the nosebleeds and everything like that. Yeah. Um, that's totally a psychic attack. Yeah. That's totally a psychic attack, and it's something that's actually kind of common. Uh, I mean, the nosebleeds are a little intense, but the, the nightmares, is uh, that's really common if you're under a psychic attack, especially when it comes to dealing with the spirit. Right. Things like that are, are very, like, telltale signs. So if that happens again, take a cleansing bath, smudge your house, get some, uh, get out, stay out, put some rue above your door, maybe rue a rosemary with a red string. And cleanse yourself, take a bath. Yes, and protect yourself, please. Mm-hmm. Black tourmaline. But good on you because, like you said, <clears throat> you didn't have a problem because of just, like, your own energy shields and stuff like that. So that's good. Yeah, your friends probably didn't know how to do it or, or you know, wasn't knowledge in, yeah. that, in that area. But if you guys are ever in a place that's, like, haunted or rumored to be haunted or something like that and something funky like that happens and you start being plagued by nightmares the first thing i would do is take like a salt and rosemary bath just like real simple like that just because you know i always try and recommend things like that you can find like really readily, easy readily, yeah yeah mm-hmm. another thing that you can do uh, to protect yourself a little bit well that's another episode we'll go into that on our, mm-hmm. our psychic defense episode but. yeah we'll we'll get into that more later but that but can I just say, Mr. Grady, I think was the name of the building owner, yeah. he had his own bathroom, and I admire that, yeah. because I share my bathroom with two boys. That's not I shouldn't fun. call them boys, they're men, but I'm a girl, and I'm picky, and I share one bathroom with these guys, and while I'm sure they're sick of me accidentally dyeing the entire fucking bathroom pink at least once a month doing my hair, I fantasize about having my own bathroom, and you bet your ass that when I die, I'm haunting my own bathroom, and no one is allowed to fucking use it, okay? There you go. There you go. So, yeah. One.
And just quick shout out to Onyx for checking in on us with this pandemic and stuff. She actually sent me <clears throat> a message over Facebook as well because she's been keeping tabs and knows that um, you know California is the number one state right now for COVID. She's in her number one county, like her her email just said. And so we hope Onyx that you're staying safe. We hope that you're wearing your mask and hopefully staying indoors as much as possible. We hope everyone's doing that. Um, I got this term from my friend Lily called quarantines because in my head we're still in quarantine. Yeah. Because my well, life we are. Yeah, yeah. My life hasn't changed too much since quarantine started, you know, and so I know things are opening up, but you got to be careful. So I have my very small like bubble of friends that I'm seeing and stuff like that. And we're all just kind of committed to seeing just each other. So we're quarantined. So. I know that some people need to get out. You guys need your social interaction and stuff like that. So have your quarantines. But please just be safe. Be careful. Be Stay home. But moving forward. Another ghost story. We have another ghost story from one of my, my favorite people in the world. I absolutely adore Billy. And this came from him. <clears throat> Shauna, dear sister, and wine spirits and witches. It's Dragon Billy Rodriguez. Experiencing spooky, spooky phenomenon since age Three in 1984 before practicing and then in parentheses it says during this reincarnation or remembering from previous reincarnations the occult i started hearing of the occult through entertainment shortly after started starting to experience spooky phenomenon still three in 1984 yet with no true understanding of the occult outside of how it's portrayed in music cartoons films and etc Here's a standout time. When I was growing up, my father was in the National Guard and routinely attended field training for a few times a year. I was terrified of the dark till age 14 in 1995 due to the misunderstanding of my childhood experiences with spooky phenomena. I'm used to the spooky and the dark now. Yet, for this reason, during the times my father was at field training, I would sleep in my parents' room. From age 3 to 14, my parents made me wear a crucifix necklace 24-7 because they needed me to sleep at night so that they could sleep. Growing up, I was always told to kiss the necklace anytime I experienced spooky phenomena. The necklace, nor that necklace, nor Christian pairs ever helped with anything, and this time I'm about to explain was no exception. This one particular standout time happened about 1990 to 92 when I was about the age of 9 to 11. One night after the lights were out long enough for my eyes to adjust to the dark, my mother and I finished praying and I was about to sleep. My mom was already asleep. Suddenly I saw a human-like shadow with glowing yellow eyes that stood vertically with darker than dark and detached from anything exit a wall <clears throat> on the left side of the room near where I was. I was terrified. I started kissing the crucifix, asking Jesus for help, and was trying to wake my mom up by saying what, by stating what happened. The shadow walked slightly hunched across the room with its hands hanging downwards and arms half, in, half extended in front of it. My mother was so out of it, she muttered, shadow wall and we'll talk about it in the morn. My mom was snoring suddenly, interrupt, my mom's sudden snoring interrupted her barely coherent babbling, and she never bothered lifting her head or opening her eyes to this experience. I turned to look directly at this shadow as it reached the middle of the way between one wall in the room and the other. The shadow suddenly stopped to turn in my direction, stare and point directly at me while holding its other hand in front of it under where I assume its mouth would have been if it had more of a face than just two glowing eyes. 
The shadow almost seemed like it briefly trembled mildly. At that time, I got a strange feeling that the shadow was laughing at me because it reminded me of the body language of some characters and cartoons use when they're making fun of something, yet the shadow was completely silent. It was so quiet in the room, you could hear a pin drop. Eventually, the shadow stopped staring at me, and soon after, it turned back in the direction of the wall it was originally walking towards and continued walking. The shadow entered into the wall on the opposite side of the room from where I was, and I've never seen that particular shadow since. Trying to understand these experiences put me on the path to practicing the occult later in life. Sincerely, Billy. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, well, I, I know a lot of people experience that, you know? You know, if I saw that shit when I was nine, you bet your ass I'd still be afraid of the dark. Well, there's a reason why kids are afraid of the dark when they go to bed at night. Because, I, like I think we discussed this in past episodes, you know, that in between places, under the bed, in the closet, that's where shadows lurk. That's where things happen in the in-between spot. So when a kid says something's in the closet, there's probably something in the closet. And if he says there's something under the bed, there's probably something under the bed. Yeah. Basements, yeah. attics, mm -hmm. creepy, right? They're creepy, creepy places. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid when we had to go down to the basement to do laundry. I mean, my mom would send me down and I would like run down and I'd look around because it was like creepy, you know, cold and clammy. And then I would like run upstairs, you know, it was like, oh God, yeah. I used to do that in my hallway. Yeah, yeah, oh, hallways, yeah. hallways are in between too. Was yeah. in your hallway, like, didn't you guys see something or like... Because even your brother said the hallway was creepy. Or your mom. Someone we were talking to recently. And my brother. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so. Because well, our, our room was in the the, uh, the last door on the right. And, uh, like, if it was dark, I would turn on the hall light and then turn on my room and then turn off the hall light. But, um, yeah. you know, if I had to go to from the room to the to the living room and it was dark, I would just turn off my light and haul ass. Just yeah, run. Get your, get your steps and sprint. Wow. Jeez, that's creepy. It is creepy. creepy. That mean, yeah. but these are real feelings that people are getting and mm -hmm. seeing and experiencing. When I was little, um, so I had cousins and stuff that would come stay with us all the time and like the summer and stuff. And so at one, and sometimes they lived with us. And so at one point, I shared my bedroom with one of my cousins, so we had a bunk bed. Um, and then he had gone home to a different state, but I still like slept on the top bunk bed. And I remember, I was on when I had to be like in fourth grade or fifth grade and I was on one that there was a lady that stood behind my bedroom door at night because usually my bedroom door stayed open at night when I went to sleep but I could see her and I could see her like peek her head out and look at me and then go back and so finally like my dad slept on the bottom bunk so that I could tell him like look at the fucking lady behind the door and of course, my dad's dumbass just slept through all of it, snoring so loud. It probably kept me and the lady behind my bedroom door awake all fucking night. <laughs> and then when I saw her and I tried to wake him up, he just slept through it. But he did admit to me later that the reason why he came and slept in my room wasn't just to, like, you know, try and, like, appease me. But he said that when he was a little boy, he had a lady that stood behind his bedroom door, too. Oh, wow. Well, I wonder if it was the same lady. It might have been. I yeah. don't know. Uh-huh. So I guess when I have kids, I'll get to do the same thing and just fucking snore uselessly on the bottom <laughs> bunk and not do shit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Just keep, you know really what? Crazy. I can't remember when the when the lady like stopped staring at me huh. while I slept. Maybe she got sick of him snoring too and was like, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna do this anymore. This isn't the, this isn't how I want to live my life." It's crazy. You never know. Okay, Monica, I'm passing this one over to you. Who this is, this is from Jessa Lynn. 
And this one is titled The Lumberjack. I'm oh, boy. already excited. Okay. Okay. Uh, my name is Jessalyn. Love your podcast. It's been helpful. It's been helpful. On to the ghost story. Back when I was just in high school, I met someone who looked just like a friend of mine who moved and later passed away. He ended up going to school with me at the time. I managed to find out that he sees ghosts on the on the daily, and it was the most casual conversation to him in the lunch line. He told me when he was younger, when he didn't know better, that I thought the world was just full of more people, and he explained they looked white, faded version of alive people. Naturally, I had to find out if if I had ghosts in my house because I was pretty sure there was something. I could feel some sort of presence in the corner of my bedroom at night sometimes and in the doorway very occasionally. It made me feel uncomfortable back then. So he came over to my house. I took him into my bedroom to check it out. He, he took and what he said blew me away that there was indeed a ghost that hung out in the corner and he showed his walk path was from there to the doorway and he would go out the window or down the staircase or go outside. He was a lumberjack and he had one of those short stubby hats with a company symbol on it that couldn't and that he couldn't make out what it said. He said he was very tall and fat. Overalls and everything looked like Santa Claus. He spent his days going out to cut down trees that were no longer there, ghost trees. I asked my friend if he liked us and he supposedly said yes, he liked my family. I asked him if there was anything negative or other spirits in my house and he said he didn't think so. But if there was anything negative that he would try to protect me. I asked him if he was happy being there and not on the other side. And he said he was fine with still being here. I asked if there was some sort of object that he attached himself to. Because I heard ghosts may do that. My friend said that what's keeping him here are the trees in my yard. We have about three acres of land. And when all of the trees disappeared, he'll probably leave. He explained that he died tragically. I don't recall what it was exactly, but generally when they were lumbering here, he got into an accident with a fallen tree and passed away in a medic tent that was in the area of my house. My house wasn't built at the time of his passing. My friend said that every year he relives his death on the day, which, which sucks, but other than that, he enjoys his job. I wanted to know his name, but he wasn't comfortable in telling us what it was. When I told my parents all of this, my dad nicknamed him LJ, short for Lumberjack. Years later, a.k.a. recently, I realized finally why he may not have wanted to tell us his name. I would have totally went to our town's historical archives and looked around to find his records at some point. He probably knew me better in those moments that I did at that time and wants to maintain some sort of privacy. The whole experience blew me away because I felt that there was something in my bedroom and I also knew that lumbering was my town's major method of industry a really long time ago. Thanks for listening. With love, Jessalyn. That was a good one. That was really good. I, it was how amazing cool how that? her friend picked up on that. Right? Yeah, that was pretty cool. You know? What I think is really interesting, though, is they were talking and saying how, like... Um, so basically, like with hauntings, the general rule is that there's um, residual hauntings and intelligent, and the residual ones are the ones that like repeat patterns, repeat their death, and stuff right. like that. Where the intel the intelligent ones are the ones that are interactive with you. And the spirit was kind of both. Where mm -hmm. on the day of his death, he would relive that, but then otherwise was an intelligent haunting. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I, I find that kind of interesting. 
Yeah, very interesting. That was a good one. Trippy. Oh, boy. Okay, so our next one, we have this one's titled My Weird Fairy Story and a bonus one. I'm really excited. It says, good evening, Monica. Good evening, Monica and Shauna. So I actually have two stories for you as I realized after my reply to the post that I actually have a brilliant ghosty story, too, that always makes me smile. Props to you for saying ghosty because I fucking love that word, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So before I get into either of those stories, I need to preface them with the fact that I am a blinded witch thanks to the wonders of... Aphantasia, no mind's eye. I'm probably not saying that right, but okay. okay. No no mind's eye. So I don't have the natural ability to see things. I have to rely on how I feel instead. I solely rely on how I feel how I feel to something. Okay. You know what? I kind of get that. I mean, if we're talking about something like you're you're not clairvoyant. Like you're clairescent, right? Clair- clairsentient. Yeah, and you would feel something. I know I need to look this look this up and just make sure cuz I haven't actually heard this word. So we got to learn a new a new word today. Yeah, That's exciting. Did. Okay. So, fairy story. This was many years ago and even now it sounds too fantastical to be true, but I wholeheartedly believe that this is true and real. I was staying with my best friend at the time in an old country home and farm. I believe it may have been her grands, but we couldn't have been much older than 11, I think. We were surrounded by fields and flowers and a veggie garden, and it was beautiful. We spent all day walking through the trails, and in the afternoon, we decided to make a picnic for the Fae. There was a large old dollhouse in the room that we were staying in, and we picked edible flowers, made tiny jugs of lemonade, and got little bits from the garden and surrounding areas to make a tiny little banquet for them, not knowing what we were doing, really. We laid everything out on the tables and moved the dolls out of the house so that the Fae had room to eat and drink. We left a little bell there, too, so that we could hear them. We didn't actually expect to hear them, keep keep in mind. When we went to bed, it was pitch black. It was an old house, so the lights out meant lights out. I was... I was led closest to the dollhouse, and my best friend and and her sister were on the other side of me. I've never forgotten hearing the sound of the bell going and whispering to my friend, Do you hear that? Then the bell constantly jingled, and it was like it picked up and moved around, and it was pitch black. We couldn't see a thing, but since the other two would have had to climb over me in the dark without hitting anything to get to the dollhouse, let alone dance around with the bell. To this day, I still think it was real and not them joking with me, although there are naysayers who think it's still a prank. The following morning, everything we put out for them was gone, and the dolls were all strangely arranged in the dollhouse, all led on the floors in pairs, one pair in each room. All, all led in the exact same direction. One of the oddest magical experiences of my life. I think that's amazing. That's crazy. That's crazy. Sure. I mean, I can see how someone might think that's a prank. Yeah. But yeah. I can see that being real. Yeah. The like, the the kid and like spooky lover in me want wants to believe that that's yeah. real. Yeah. Well, fairies do weird things. They do. But you know what, man? That's badass. You guys were little kids, and you guys made tiny jugs of lemonade and gave them all these flowers to eat and all this other stuff. That's fucking cool that as hell. That is so cool. That if I was so a fairy, cool. I would have gone to be like, hey, buffet, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Lemonade. That's really mm-hmm. cool, right? Okay. And so here's story number two. Okay. As for my ghosty story, I used to have a bunk bed growing up, and my darling cat at the time, Felix, was the only cat of ours that 
worked out how to climb up my ladder as my bunk bed ladder went straight up instead of having a slight incline. Whenever he would climb up, I would feel the bed shake a little, hear scratches of him jumping from step to step, and then feel him plop himself down, always on top of my feet. This particular evening, I was laid in bed, drifting off, and when when I felt a pressure on my feet but didn't hear and feel a scratching or the bed move, confused, I decided to sit up and see if Felix had indeed got on my bed. What I saw when I sat up and looked at my feet was an imprint, the same as if a person sat on my bed with their legs hanging down the side of the ladder. The pressure was as if someone sat on my feet, and I watched the imprint grow as if they settled in. As explained before, I have anphantasia, so I'm not a natural seer by any means, but I knew who it was. It was my dad's mom. She came to see me. I felt no fear, no worry, just happiness. She came to visit. I had been hearing a voice say my name every now and again leading up to that moment, and I believe this was her too, but unfortunately, I have no way to verify her voice. I found out sometime later when I recounted this with my sisters that they had also seen a woman in my room as well over the years. They're much older than I am and had moved out by the time I came around. I hope these stories suffice. Good health and blessings to you, Abby from the UK. Wow. How Thanks, Abby. Cool. Wow. Abby, those are some really amazing stories. It is so cool. And just know not everybody sees. I very, very rarely see anything. I just, I know or I feel. So right. I get what you're saying. And that that isn't a problem. It's just everybody deals has their gifts in their own way. So right. like. Exactly. You still knew. And so I think that's badass. And thank you for the new word. Now we have to use this like once a week in a sentence. Yeah, we yeah. see what it is. I love it. But thank you, Abby. That was. Both of those were really good. They were really good stories. Did you ever hear the, the, the thing that if you hear a knock on your window at night, it's a sign that someone's going to die? Really? Yeah. On your that. window? Yeah, I think it's the window. Creepy. I know. I know. Huh. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm like, have we ever heard that? Probably. There's probably cats. cats. Well, they're just the the doom bringers. Mm. The doom bringers of meow. <laughs> and the meow bringers. <laughs> <laughs> the meow bringers. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ghost stories for the next podcast. Okay. Um, the, who is this from? Go to the bottom because... Let's see who this yeah. is from. It's from Erin. Okay, Erin, here's your story. Marry me, Shauna and Monica. I wanted to submit my own ghost story for your next podcast. When I was a child, I spent many weekends at my great aunt's house in Massachusetts. She lived alone, was elderly, and her husband died years ago. And her daughter had died as a child many decades before. When I would sleep over, I would sleep in her room with her. I was terrified of the second floor of her house. She would leave the bedroom door open all night. I would see a black silhouette of a man walk past the bedroom and down the hall. Once I got up and stood in the doorway to see what it was, and it had disappeared. I would hear someone going up and down the stairs, hear someone walking around the hallway, and even entering the bedroom at all hours of the night. If I had to go to the bathroom, I would put my pillow over my head and run down the hall into the bathroom because I was so terrified. Her daughter's bedroom was right outside the bathroom, and I had seen someone sitting on the bed and even and even sit at the vanity mirror in there during the day. During the day. I heard someone walk around in her daughter's bedroom many times, but when I go upstairs to check, no one was there. My aunt confided in my mother that on numerous occasions during the night, she felt her deceased husband walk into the bedroom and then get into the bed with her and lay down. If my mother stayed over, she would sleep in the guest bedroom at the end of the hall. My mother has 
has woken up to several someone touching her arms or legs and has seen a dark silhouette of a man in the bedroom. Uh, my mom also woken up to someone walking around in the hallway, but when she checks, usually no one is there. My mom came out of the upstairs bathroom one time and the dark shadow figure was a few feet from her. It walked down the hallway to the window outside the guest bedroom and then disappeared. My, all, my aunt also had many animals over the years. One was a black cocker spaniel, and I heard the dogs, the hags, and the clicking of nails on hardwood floors go up and down the stairs, and I've heard the dog walk around downstairs. One time I woke up to hearing the dog going down the stairs. I went to investigate and saw the black dog going down the stairs and into the living room. I turned a light on, went downstairs, and the dog was gone. I hope you're able to tell at least one of these stories. Blessed be, Erin. Wow. Those were good. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I still feel my, my fuzz head that crossed over a couple of years ago walked down my bed. I did I do. And I and both of the boys are on the bed, my dogs, they're sleeping. I know I know. That's what she used to do. She used to walk like down the from the pillow down to the bed and that's what she does once in a while. That's really creepy. I I kind of dig that. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm, I, uh, yeah. It's, I've had I've had dreams of my dogs that have passed on, where like even in the dream, like I knew, like they told me, like they were visiting and they were like, I can't stay for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But like my roommate has felt our old cat on his bed, and at the time we already had our current cat Sam and Dean, and so he was laying on the bed and he felt. Like, uh -huh. wait on the bed, and the golden rule is no animals in his room. They've taken over the whole house. He gets his room animal-free, and so he got up to be like, hey, why are you guys in here? And he got up, and, like, for a split second, he saw our old cat, Wilson. Wow, see? Yeah, they come Have to visit. Have you seen Wilson before, too, Ricky? Yeah, in the hall. Like, from, I was sitting on the bed, and I happened to look through the door, and I thought I saw, like, a, uh, like, a, like for a split second, like, a cat walk by. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. They come to yeah. visit. They they visit. It. Yeah, it's so true. Um, so those were the ones that were emailed to us, but there are a couple other ones because this all started because Aaron Elizabeth, who is in our Facebook group, props to you, Aaron, because you're the one that inspired this whole thing. She's like shares some of like, you know, this creepy, scariest encounters and stuff that people have had with the spirit. Um and I'm just gonna kind of pick just a couple from this thread. So this one is from Johnny Hellion, and it says, I have so many, but one more recent of the, one of the more recent ones was late one night, someone knocking and hearing what sounded like an old man grumbling something after the doorbell <clears throat> ringing at weird hours of the night. till we disconnected it. Then the knocking started and went on for about a month till one morning I was up and had just started coming up. So it was light for me to see outside. I heard the knocking and was next to the window and looked out and there is no one there. And after that, it completely stopped. Oh, spooky. Mm -hmm. I am all about spooky stories. Okay, we're, we're going to do like two more. Okay. Nothing ever really frightened me as much as when, I, as much as I felt humbled. Nothing has ever scared me except what I don't understand. I've had plenty of spooky experiences, but more like witnessing a force of nature, really. I've seen people's faces change. I've seen objects literally fly across the room. I've seen spirits cut men's tongues with razors, spit blood, dance, and laugh as if it's nothing. And then the next minute, the bleeding stops and the cuts are healed. Or drink a whole bottle of rum and not get drunk. If anything, I think spirits are more funny than scary. Well, that's one All way right. to look at it. Okay. All right. Um, 
drinking a whole bottle of rum and not getting drunk. That actually happened to Hovick and I when we went to New Orleans. It's um, happened to me before, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we went, it was us and another friend of ours who's... She, she believes in magic. It's not her thing. She's not magically inclined at all, but um, I'd like to think that she doesn't think that we're crazy, but we actively tried to get drunk and we couldn't and then we're sitting at the bar this was like our first night there we landed put our stuff down and like hit the town and we're at one of the bars and we realized we never gave the spirits an offering and so once we bought a glass of whiskey for them boom it's like all that liquor hit us all at once it's like the spirits finally gave us like your buzz buzz. yeah (laughs) it was weird um okay one more and then maybe we can share a couple of you can talk about your spooky encounter recently okay so this one comes from nikki it says boy do i have plenty but one that sticks out to me is this when i was between the ages of 15 and 20 i had this little girl spirit named sarah who used to follow me around we knew she was just a spirit because my mother and i are psychic mediums and have had our fair share of demons and shadow people and the like to know the difference now i didn't mind so much as long as she didn't touch my stuff well, one morning, Sarah decided that she wanted to wake me up by sitting on the edge of my bed and rubbing my hair. Now, this was at 3 a.m. right on the dot, and I was sick with a fever this night. Well, as soon as she touched my hair, I was wide awake. Needless to say, I had a talk with her and told her I don't care if she trots around the house, but absolutely do not touch me, and please do not sit on the bed because that is creepy as fuck. I'm so glad I'm not the only one that talks to spirits that way. Um... I went back to sleep, and when I woke up, I told my mom, and she told me that Sarah came and bothered her after I shooed her away, and she said her mama used to rub her hair when she wasn't feeling good, so she didn't mean any harm. Aw, that's sweet. The best but creepiest part of it all, I never told my mom I was sick, but didn't have any have symptoms until I was woken up with a fever. Also, Sarah never touched me again, but made it a point to crack open my door every night. Good times. Wow. At least that's like a helpful spirit. She was yeah. trying to be nice. Yeah. That's sweet. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much I'm into like ghost rubbing my head, but I mean, I do like it getting my back scratched. So, you know, I might, that yeah. might be on the table. <laughs> <You know? Okay. laughs> that, that might be worth it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or like a foot massage. Like, yeah. I mean, like, we might be able to talk about that. Right. Not at 3 a.m. I've got sleeping to do. I, yeah. Don't wake me up from my sleep. Whatever you do. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've been waking up like fucking clockwork all week all week between 3 a.m and 4 a.m the witching hour that yeah. happens one time every now and then to me i'll wake up at the same time i just call it the witching hour no yeah. matter what whatever time it is three o'clock four o'clock five o'clock it just happens over and over again it's your witching hour yeah and what does that mean who knows it's just like you're gonna wake up at that time i mean who the hell knows the purpose of it it's just like it happens every mm-hmm. night, and right? Yeah, like crazy. I am in that right now, but I just placed an order for some edibles um, with my friend okay. so that I can knock myself out because I love go. spooky shit, but I also really love sleep. Me too. So. And I haven't been getting much lately. It's my own fault, though. I've been staying up to two fifteen watching stupid things on Netflix. And I mean, shit. it happens. It's easy to fall yeah, into that. Uh, yeah, it is, especially <laughs> since I really don't have to get up for work, basically. So yeah. You know what? The only thing that I will say about working from home with this pandemic is that it's really nice being able to work in my jammies. Right. Yes. I'm all about that. And as much as I bitch and moan about working from home and I miss my coworkers and I miss being at the shop and I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss, 
I totally used to wish that I could just work from home. Right. And I know that once things open back up and we're allowed to, like, safely work in person again, you know my ass is going to be bitching and moaning about that, too. You're not going to want to leave your house. No, but I know, I know like, you. Bah, bah, bah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. It's Murphy's Law. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying really hard to, like, find that happy medium. Yeah, I know. It's craziness. But. So what's your spooky story? You just well, had something weird. Yeah, this other night, this was just the most bizarre thing. I was over my, um my baby daddy's baby daddy's house mm-hmm. and with his girlfriend and um there was a, like a family conflict and his brother was coming to get his stuff because from his car from his from his brother's car so we decided to film it in case there was any problems you know we have it on film so i volunteered to do that and i sat in this little uh area by the porch and i'm just filming it and i'm looking at what i'm filming because i'm seeing it and all of a sudden i see this man's head man's body he was like facing this way he was like kind of bent over and he had like um frizzy kind of reddish dark reddish hair and i was like fuck and i would look over with my human eyes and i would there was nothing there but when i had that phone i was i saw that then if i looked a little higher there was two faces an african-american male and a little boy next to each other huh and then I scanned over to like the ledge and there were little fairy gnomes or something. I mean, elves, uh, one like little pickish face with the ears and everything with legs, little legs dangling and another one sitting next to him. I look with my eyes, was not there. But when I was looking in the camera, there it was. Were you recording this? I did record it. Yes. I hope, I don't know if he still has it. It was like a half hour. Well, I hope so. That's I mean, I don't crazy. know if he saved it. It's but... either that or you were on some like really no, good LSD. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I even showed his girlfriend. I was like, do you see this? He goes, she goes, I see that. I see them. And there were tons of tree spirits, by the way. Tons of tree spirits there. That's really cool. That was really cool, too. Yeah. Was it just one of those things where you like creeped out? Were you just like No, I was out? fine because I had other people around me. Mm-hmm. And it was confirmed by her because she saw it, too. So it was, yeah, I, yeah. It you was know, interesting. I wish, like, I've had experience with with spirits and stuff that have happened to me with other people around. Like I was telling you about, and I think I shared on the podcast too my experience in, in Big Bear. Yeah. That I had recently, and luckily, like my friends saw it. You know, I've had things happen to me when I was on a paranormal team with some of like my teammates and stuff. But when it comes to my husband, he's never home. And I feel like it's this conspiracy that he has with all these fucking spirits so that he doesn't have to witness anything and he can just be like, okay, Shauna, you're crazy. Yeah. Because that happens a lot. It happened recently, um, I think like earlier this week or last week, um, the dog, one of our dogs who's relative, he's a pretty quiet, like well-behaved boy. And um, he was standing in our hallway with his head in our bedroom doorway barking at something in the corner and I, I was calling him because I wanted everyone to go outside to go to the bathroom and he was just like really barking he never barks and he always listens so it was weird so I like peeked in and I didn't see anything but he kept going so finally I was like okay like I'm gonna go and, and see what this is and I kind of thought it might be like a rat or you know something 
So I go to the corner where he's barking and we have like a chair there. And you know how anytime there's a freaking chair in your bedroom, it just becomes the chair of doom that just collects all the stuff. Yes, yes. You know? The chair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have the chair. And so I was looking and I, I wanted to go up to it to see if there was like a critter or something that the dog was barking at. And it was like someone stuck their hand behind all the shit on the chair and just pushed it all onto the floor. Oh boy. Just pushed it all right onto the floor. And, and Ricky's just shaking his head because he thinks I'm crazy. Do you see this? He yeah. never sees any of the stuff. Shit. Um, so I just got mad. And I was like, listen, like, if you're going to be here, that's one thing. But if you're going to start trashing my house. You better like, clean it up. No, fuck that. <laughs> you better pay some rent, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Right? God, yeah. And we have, like, this fruit basket. Not like a fruit basket. It's like this yeah, three-tiered yeah. thing, you know. And it, it, like, hangs from the ceiling in the kitchen. And it just randomly sways uh-huh. on occasion. Mm-hmm. It hasn't done that in a while. But, you know, Ricky just ha- makes fun of me. Have you ever been in nature and you're walking along and one tree is, is waving? In the, just waving. None of the other trees are waving. Just one tree is waving. That's fairy activity. I don't know if I've ever seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely fairy activity. Like, I've seen it so many times where it's not even really windy and all the other trees are still and this one tree is like blowing like in the breeze. Weird. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool, though. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I want to see that. Mm-hmm. You've never seen that? No. Have you ever walked through, like, spiderwebs? Yeah. But you and know what? Like, spiderwebs spider have to be attached to something. But in an open field, what that's are they true. attached to? That's I've had that, like, the phantom spiderwebs. Yeah, I've had that that's, happen. That's really interesting, too. Plenty of times, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had trippy, like, experiences in nature, like that, but usually it's all on, like on purpose though, because like I go to creepy nature spots that are supposed to be haunted because yeah. I I want the experience. But um, yeah, yeah. ghosts aren't as as scary when you actively are going to go like try and see right, them right. versus when they just start throwing shit around on right. your bedroom floor because they're dicks. You know they that show ghost stories on TV. I, um, with with they some the stars will come on and tell their experiences with the, with spirits around. I think I've seen a couple what is it of called? Those. Uh, I don't know. It's been uh, a minute since I've watched stories. them. Celebrity ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Some pretty good ones. Some really good ones I've seen on there. We started watching a series of like spooky like haunted documentaries on Amazon Prime. I've mentioned it before. There's this podcast that I love called A Paranormal Chicks Podcast. And um, they, Donna was talking about it because she was talking about a haunted house. And so, like, they're like a, a haunt, a paranormal and, like, true crime podcast where one talks about murder and the other one talks about, like, an urban legend or a ghost story or something. And she was covering this one on this house. And it's in Michigan, I think. I don't remember. But it's, it's on Amazon Prime and it's called A Haunting on Dice Road. Oh, wow. And it's like the whole series is called A Haunting and then there's like the right, subtitle. Right. But the one, A Haunting on Dice Road, is so trippy. It's just the story of this family that lived in this house. And it started with like knocking and banging on the walls. And they would call the police. And the police would get there and there's nothing there. But it would happen every night. But it escalated so much to the point that like the police witnessed it. They like would do stakeouts on the house. The police would be inside the house waiting for it. Like all sorts of stuff. Like it wasn't just the family noticing this. Like other people in the area started to witness it too. And it just became like this known thing. And the police like were actively involved and put like countless man hours towards it. But like the haunting escalated and it's so trippy and it's such a good creepy watch. And this paranormal team goes in and like checks it out and they get some really amazing evidence. Wow. Wow. 
So I've had a lot of fun watching that, and now I really want to go. They have, like, a follow-up documentary on, like, something else in that same town on Amazon Prime, too. And I really want to go to this town and meet all these ghosts, and uh, Ricky's not about that. He's, he's not about that life. Yeah, I don't think I would want to. I think I would like to do something else. Thank you. <laughs> if you say so. You know, meet me and the dog. We're going to go. Me and Ben will go. You're going to come with me, right, Bandit? Yeah, totally. <laughs> he's his own ghost story here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, everyone that submitted your yeah, stories. They were these wonderful. Were thank you for sharing. So good. And if you, anyone else listening, if you guys have like scary stories or weird magical encounters and weird things like that that you can't explain, like send them in. Like send them in to us. Let us check it out because I mean, I I always enjoy a good spooky story. Little public service announcement though. Uh, please check out the Green Man website for classes that Shauna and I will be doing. You can join because it's via Zoom, so anybody in the United States or the world can actually enroll for the classes. So be on the lookout for some good classes coming in that we do. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know. I don't think I ever mentioned that that we also can do phone readings for you guys. Yes, so we can. you know, just hit us up on our Instagram or Facebook or through the Green Man Store, yeah. Psychics and Healers, and we can also give you guys a reading. Don't forget to send your dollar in for a raffle to win your free reading. We have already done one already mm-hmm. for a client. And um, and don't forget, like everyone, check your Venmo because if you're the winner, I'm commenting on the Venmo payment so that you will see it, so that we can we can get in contact with you. So don't forget about that. Right. I think that's all the public service I, announcements. I think so. Yeah. I. Oh well, we can do phone readings. But we can also do like Instagram readings, all that, and just like follow us on Instagram, Wine yes. Spirits and Witches, and we do have the Wine Spirits and Witches facebook page which is super cool and super interactive and all the listeners like talk and share stuff and yes. it's it's, yeah, really it's really cool yes. enjoyable especially when i'm half asleep laying in bed surrounded by animals like i love going on there and seeing what everyone's posting yeah and stuff like it's definitely helping this quarantine go by a little bit faster yeah, absolutely that's this is what we have to do to keep each other entertained and, and gives give us something to do during this quarantine for sure exactly exactly so, do you know who your shout-out is for I tonight? I do know who my shout-out My shout-out is to um, Faye. Um, and she is uh, a past student of mine for many, many years in the dance world. And she had many paranormal experiences. She actually had a little girl ghost follow her for a very long time. And she came to see me the other day, and she's definitely um, delving into this world. So I want to give her a shout-out and tell her that. I'm here for you, honey, and it's going to be okay. So there you go. You know what? It is always good when Monica says that she's got your back. Like, you can you can just rest easy. Yeah. So I got to say that. My shout-out is to Erin Elizabeth because she's in our Facebook group, and she's the one that started this thread and gave me the idea to ask people to email in the stories, and we got some really good ones. We did. We got yeah. some really cool ones. We're going to have to do this, like, every couple of months or so yeah i think so so guys start documenting all your spooky stuff and shout out to everyone that sent us one in because i thoroughly enjoyed that i did too it was lots of fun yes yes it was so thank you guys and until next week merry meet merry part and and merry meet meet again. again